Good morning, everybody. Today is Erev Erev Pesach. Lamed Ches in Masechet Yivamos. And we're going to start on Lamed Zayin Amad Beis. Two dots. Uh, two lines up from where the lines get wide. So let's get cracking. We have a great one for you today, Barry and Andrew. Remember Shnaim Ochzim Betalis? We're going to get a little, a little Nazikin in here. A little nashim mixed with nazikin. If two people have equal rights to money, yachloku, remember that? You split the money. What if there's money, mutal besafik, that you don't know who it belongs to? And however, one of the parties is a muchzak, right? Has previous ownership to it. So then, hamotzi mechavero alav haraya. The right of proof, the burden of proof, falls on he who has to extract the money. Okay, so that's it. You've learned today's daf. We, we caught up, Andrew. All we have to do now is apply it to our cases. Now we have this, all this with a Yavamos twist. What's the Yavamos twist? As we've already discussed, man passes away and his widow mar- gets married prematurely. A child is born seven months later and we don't know who's the father. Now let's just take that person. We'll call these individuals man A, man B, right? Man A is the first husband who died. Man B is the second husband, okay, <clears throat> who's alive. And the person who, the, the child who was born, we'll call him the Suffolk. His name is Suffolk, okay? Why is his name Suffolk, Andrew? Because it's Suffolk who his father is. Is his father man A or is his father man B? Now we're superposing it on the Yorshim. Who is going to inherit? Who will he inherit it with? So let's see the cases inside. We're going to do, I think, around six cases. So case number one, the two dots. Suffolk v'yavam shabahu lachlok v'nichsei misna. Yeah, the Gemara also calls him Suffolk. Okay, so <clears throat> who's the misna? The deceased brother, the yavam, right? So the yavam here is man B. Okay, so let's say Suffolk and man B are coming to divide up the estate of man A. So this one's obvious, right? This one, this case is obvious because Suffolk is gonna say, I'm man A's child, and therefore I inherit everything. Yavam, man B, is gonna say, no, I am your father, and therefore you inherit nothing, Suffolk. You don't inherit anything, <clears throat> right? That's what the Gemara says. Suffolk, I'm anabar misnahu, I'm the son of man A, and all of the estate is mine. No, you're my son. Right? You don't have any rights in the estate. I am. I get all the estate. What it says, the Gemara. Gemara says we split that. Why? Because it is a straight suffix. Nobody's a muksuk here. Nobody has rights to say more than the other because we have a true suffix about the status of suffix. That's his name, after all. We have a true suffix about who his father is. And so, you split it. That's case one. Got it, Barry? All right. Case two. Suffolk of Neyavam, Shabbat Lachok Mitna. So now, another twist. Suffolk is coming now with the children of man, man B. Must be man B died also. Okay. <clears throat> so now they're coming to take possession, right, of the estate of the deceased brothers. Suffolk Amar. Ahu gavar bar misnahu, 
right? I'm the son of the deceased brother, like you said before. And therefore, therefore I should be inherited. I'm the son of man A. Now they're going to accept him as their brother. They're going to say, no, no, no. It's the portion that you have together with us. In other words, before our father, man B, died, he inherited man A, and therefore, instead of, right, so therefore, you are going to get your portion just like one of our brothers. But you're not going to get, right, the entire estate of your father. Okay. So the Rabbanon who studied with Rabbi Sharsha thought to say that 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 is identical to what we saw in Mishnah and Daf Kuf that we will see. The Tanan. What do we learn in the Mishnah and Daf Kuf? The following. Mishnah and Daf Kuf says, Who ain't a Yorsha Sam? Oto. What's the case? What if the Suffolk dies? That son is die, dies. Okay. So he dies and he doesn't have sons. Okay. So his brothers, right? And then he has brothers. So you have the sons, right, uh, of, of man A and the sons of man B, right? So they each have rights to his estate. Let's see what the case is. Right, who ain't a Yorsha Tom? He doesn't inherit them. Behem Yorshimato. Right, so he doesn't inherit them, but they can inherit him. Okay, so again, in in the case case two over here where they inherit him, right? The bro, the the brothers have a chazaka. Right, they can inherit him. How so? So so because in that case it's like this. Um. Right, he. Okay, again, this one of one of the sons of man A, right, dies, and he's inherited, and he said, and and the brothers are Yerushim, right. The Suffolk isn't going to get the portion because this is the idea. In the fir- very first case, we talked about the idea that if we have a Suffolk of man of the son of man A, the the man that we call Suffolk, the son. And we don't know if he's the son of man A or the son of man B. So that is truly a suffix. Okay. However, if man A or man B already have other sons, okay, and those sons are already pre-existing, and their paternal right lineage is clear, right? We know that they are not suffix. They are surely children of man A or man B. So those children are vadai inheritors. So now we have the extra case. Once you have children, how does that change the facts? Because those children are vadai inheritors. So when you have a vadai, they are the muhzak. They're the ones that, all things being equal by the laws of nature, have already inherited this Yerusha. And therefore, now, Suffolk perhaps shouldn't get anything, right? The Suffolk child is a motzi mechavero. Ah, okay. So now we understand in the absence of brothers or anybody else to be Yoresh, so then it's Mamunamutal Bisafek and you split it. But in the presence of a Mukzak, which is in the form of brothers who are actual Yorshim, then that Mamon has a natural landing place. And in order to 
extract Mamon, you would have to, you have now, now Suffolk is no longer Suffolk. I mean, he is still Suffolk, but he's Suffolk with a burden of proof. And in order to get anything, he would have to bring proof of paternal lineage, okay? That's what adding children uh, adds to the equation. That's what we mean, right? So that's what we mean when we say, right, when you have the Bnei Yavam, right, then they're going to, then they're going to tell you, you have, you have the portion together with us. So that's what the Mishnah meant on Daf Kuf and will mean when he says he is not Yorish them. He can't be Yorish them, but him Yorishimoto. But they can inherit him. Okay. But here it's in, it's in reverse. How so? Like this. Hasam Amrele Aiti Right? In the Mishnah there in Daf Kuf, they're going to say, bring proof that you're a brother. And then you could take, right? We are separating our father's Yerusha. Who is to say that you're a brother of ours? If you can bring proof, we'll give it to you. Otherwise, However, here he's going to say, Here he's going to say, bring proof that you're my brothers and then take, because who died there? Man A. And they're not children of man A. In other words, they're certainly children of man B. And so they're going to have to bring Araya that he's their brother. So that's what he said. Now, Amalur of Mesharshia. And Mesharshia said to them, Me dummy. So the Rabbanon thought to tell Mesharshia that it should be the same as the case in Davkuf. But Mesharshia answered, Me dummy, are these two cases comparable? Hasam inhu vadai viyosafik. In the Mishnah in Davkuf, they are definite Yarshim, right? And he's a suffix. In other words, they're definite children. He's a suffix. Hacha idi suffix. However, in our case, right, each one is a suffix because we don't know. Right? In other words, it's a different case, right? We don't know because both men dies and, and, the, and the brothers need to prove, right, whether he's a suffix of the first Baal, okay, or not. Elam e damil masnisin, if it's similar to Mishnah, it's it, damya, then it's similar to the following case. In other words, the Mishnah and Dafkuf is not similar to case number two, it is similar to the following, laha damya, to the following third case, which is, Okay, so there, Suffolk, right, the child, who we don't know if he's a child of man A or man B, and the Vnei Yavam, and the children of man B, when they are cholek, the Nechasim of the Yavam, of man B, then it makes sense. There they say, bring us a Raya that you're our brothers. That is the case. That's, so, again, the, the division of, right, the first, just again, the division of man A's stuff is besuffic. <clears throat> so just to clarify, and we'll review, and then we'll, get, we'll go to case four. Case number one is simply man A dies, and we have a suffix whether man B or the, or the suffix child is Yorish. That is Yachloku. Because we literally don't know, based on the suffix of the lineage of the suffix child, when man when man A dies, we don't know if man B or the suffix is Yorish. Okay. Case number two, right, is the Yorshim of man A, meaning in case number two, man A dies again. So it's the Yorshim of man B rather. 
Case number two is man A dies. And instead of being a suffix between man B or suffix being Yorishim, it's man B's Yorishim versus man uh, versus suffix. So, right, again, case number one is suffix versus man B being Yorish man A. Case number two is it's very similar, but it's suffix versus the Yorishim of man B being Yorish man A. So, in that case, the only thing that's added that we thought we were adding <coughs> was that the Yorshim of man B have a definite status of Yerusha of man B. And therefore, that should be a Vadai. But, the, but what Mishashi is explaining is, yeah, but it still is piggybacking off the same suffix of case one, right? Whether man B was Yorish, man A is a suffix in its own right because we don't know whether the child of, is the child uh, that we are calling Suffolk is a child of man A or of man B, right? So again, case one is, does Suffolk or does man B, Yorish man A. Case two is, does Suffolk or the Yorshim of man B, Yorish man A. Well, that's the same case because the Yorshim of man B, it's true that they are Vada, Yorshim of man B, but we don't know whether man B was the Yorish. It's just the next level derivative of case one. Case three is different. Case three is the, your, that man B dies. Oh, well, once man B dies, so then it, the, his sons are definitely Yorish him, right? And it's just the question, says the Gemara, of whether Suffolk, right, the child that's Suffolk, has any rights to any of the assets of man B. That's all. So that is the case that's most similar to what, what Misharsha said. That's case three. Okay, now, case four. Suffolk, okay, that child. Uvnei Yavam, okay, the children of man B. Shabao Lachlok Benichse Yavam, okay, so that's the case that we tried to explain just now. The Nichse Yavam, he dies. The Yavam, man B, dies, okay. Levasa, the Palak Yavam Benichse Mithna. But after the Yavam already took the portion of the estate of the first brother, which is to say, right, that the first brother died before Suffolk was born, right? So once you have that, right, um, he had already taken uh, control, and therefore now we have a straight-up case where for sure the Yorshim of man B, right, are going to get that case. So, So now there's no question that the children, the Yorshim of man B, are getting the estate of man B. The only question is, does Suffolk have any stake in that estate at all? Or is he left out in the cold because he's not even one of the brothers? So the Bnei Yavim are going to want to say that you're left out in the cold because you're not one of the brothers. Bring a Raya that you're our brother and then you can have I see Raya Dechunas and then we'll give you. Amar Lahu Suffolk, so Suffolk says to them, Manav Shaychu, there's a Mimanav Shach here. I should get something, how so? Because Certainly, the least I should get is a Yerusha as one of your brothers. Because if I'm one of your brother, if I'm your brother, then bring me, right? If I'm your brother, bring me the portion of that I'm deserving as being one of your brothers. However, Bi'ibar Misna Ana, but if I'm the child, right, of man A, Havali Palga de Palga Vuchan Behadai. Wow. Give me the portion that your father divided with me back in the day. In other words, what happened? We didn't know who the father was, right? And however, 
Turns out that Suffolk really was the son of man A, who had already died. But he never saw any of that money. He never saw any of that money. So he's saying, you know what? Once I was born, I was the child of man A. So once I was born, I should have gotten that portion of the inheritance. But you never gave me that. That never happened. So now, morning, now that I am... Andrew makes me come. I have such a hard time getting... Now, now that I'm here, you should give me my portion. So... So I should either turn back the clock and get my father's portion, or the least you should give me, and that would be a lot larger, or the least you should give me is the portion as a brother. However, Rabbi Abba Amarav, come Dina. So, so there's a machlokas here. What are you going to say in this case? So, Rabbi Abba says in, in the name of Rav, the original distribution stands. In other words, we don't reopen the case. Okay? It's true that at the time we weren't mindful of the fact that Suffolk could, was, was going to be born and be Yorish man A, but he does not, he can't bring that up now. He can't, like, turn up the past, dig up the past and say, oh, you know, I have, like, extra rights because at the very least I'm your brother, but really I, sh- I, I deserve e- even more. You can't say, really, I deserve even more. We don't, we're not going to go back to ancient history, and therefore he has no rights to that. And that is the din. We don't, we don't um, revisit the original judgment. however, Amar Hadadina. We do reverse the, the, the judgment. So the Gemara says, Maybe this machlokas, right, between Rabbi Yirmiya and Rabbi Abba is a reflection of machlokas Admon and the Rabbanon. Where was this? In Ksubis. It's not... Because we learned in, in Ksubis, where we're about to get to, the Tanan, like this. A totally different case, Ksubis. person went on a business trip, and he had a field. The field amongst other fields, okay? But at the time that he left on a business trip, there was a clear path. There are surrounding fields, like the hole of a donut, Goranowitz. Oh, my God. Yeah. His field was like the hole of a donut. However, it had a path. Okay? When he gets back, there's no way for him to get to his field. He's like, how am I supposed to get to this field? Now, he has a bunch of people owning the fields around, and nobody wants to give him a portion of their land to make a path for his field. Okay? So, Admon Amar, there's a machlokas here as to how you handle it. Admon Amar, Yelach that we actually give him, we force somebody to give him a portion of the land in order to give him the shortest path to his field. But Chacham say no. He has to buy it. He has to buy, even though it's true that you need to have a path and that it's not fair that he would lose it, we're going to make him pay a price. A hundred mana in order to get the, the path. Oh, oh, so he pays it to whoever's land he has to take the path out from. Let's Good question. On a few lands. So let's see. The, the, the case is going to get developed here. So let say, take your, buy your path with Me'amana. Or he has another choice. Or he could also go fly a kite and see if that'll help him get over to his field. Okay. So Ba. Right, is another way of saying the only way you're going to get this path is if you pay for the path. Okay. So on that Mishnah, what do we used to say? The following. Right? Uh, right? 
According to Rabbanan, Admon is making a good argument here. Why? Because the following. Because he's making a good argument. Why is he making a good argument? Because, after all, it's not fair that he shouldn't have, right, that he should not have a path. So will be the case. Right? In other words, the case would be that he used to have, as Rashi says, Arba Bnei Adam. Right? So the question we used to traditionally say about this case is that it's not fair that a guy should go on a business trip, come back, and find that his field is surrounded and he can't get to it. That's not fair. However, right, Rabbi Yudam Arav explained what the case was, that even though it may not be fair, it happens to be that it's not one guy who bought out the entire area of land circumferentially and blocked them out. It's four different people, and they happen to be all up against each other seamlessly, creating like a moat around his land, and now it's not fair. What isn't fair? It's not fair to pick on one of these four guys to give him the path. Then that, that's why they're running. Because he can't trespass. So who? So this is exactly your question. How do you decide which one is going to be the one to have to give it to him for free? That's why the Chachamim said, make him pay a hundred dollars, and then that person will be willing to give it. In other words, make it fair. Otherwise, it's not fair to ask one person to step forward. Who are you going to do? You're going to draw straws, and whoever draws the short straw has to lose land. Oh, so the, the Gemara says, my time the If it's true, so then what, what's Admon's reasoning? Amarava, right? Because after all, why would it be fair to ask one of these four to step up? So Amarava, Arba Arba. Yeah, no, the case must be that the current four owners have their rights from four previous owners. Or the four current owners get it from one owner. And It's true. If you have four current owners and they bought it, Everybody's going to agree, like the Chachamim, right, that we are going, we're able to push him off and make him pay. He has no claim. However, what will be the case where you can potentially force an owner? Well, this makes sense that you had four previous owners and collectively they surrounded the field. And now one owner bought it all up. Oh. So if you have one owner bought it all up, so maybe he should have realized that he was really not only buying all the land surrounding the original owner's field, but that he deserves to have a path. So Admon Savar, Matsi Amalei, Mikol Malkam Darki Gabachu. Right? Admon is saying, you know what? You're a new owner. You're, you're, you're Trump, right? You bought up all the land around the middle field. But you should have known that the original owner of that middle field has to get to that field somehow. And therefore... That's part of the deal, right? You get all four lands, but you have to make a path. For Rabbanon, Savri, Darmalei, Ishatak, Shatak. No. Rabbanon, who say you may have to pay, you say, guess what? That, that Trump, the guy who's buying all the field around, can say, you know what? I'm doing you a favor. If you keep quiet, Ishatak, Shatak. If you don't give me a hard time, maybe I'll sell you a path for a reasonable price. But guess what? I don't even have to sell it to you. Right. I could just not sell it to you because the field is mine. So you want a path? I'm doing you a favor by charging you for this path. Okay? The Yeah. In other words, and if you don't want to pay me for a path, guess what? I could always do one of 
any number of things. Uh, one of those options, including selling it all back to the four owners and then take it up with them. Let's see how you like it when you have to fight, have them fight out amongst each other who's going to give you a path. So the most, the, the best you're going to get is pay me for me to give you a path. You're certainly not going to be able, says Trump, you're not going to be able to fight a din against them, right? Because they're going to be pointing fingers. No, not any one of them is going to want to be, in Israel they call it a friar. Nobody's going to want to be the friar who gives you this land for free. Okay. So we're saying going back to ours. This machlokas, whether you open the case once the rights were lost to the original brother, bringing it back to our case. Right? So, what did we say was the taina of Suffolk? Suffolk went over and he said, hey guys, I might even be the original father's uh, man A's son, in which case I get even more than you guys. Therefore, you have to give me right, the, the rights as a brother. So, maybe that's the same machlokas, because we're saying like this. According to, uh, to the Chachamim, we say, the brothers could say back to him, hey dude, that's ancient history. We're not even talking about that. That case is closed. According to Admon, maybe who says in the context of the field selling, see how it all fits together? In the context of field selling, he says, where we sometimes consider reopening the case, maybe according to him, he does have a, a, a good taina. And therefore, maybe we do take that in consideration and give him the, the money. However, the Gemara says this is not a good comparison. I'm sorry, Kate, like, what does that have to do with your bomb? I'll explain, because it's 6 o'clock, we're about to start Lamed Ches, which is today's daf, so I'll explain to you like this. In other words, in the case of the Admon, they said, there was a Miman of Shach, because he says, however you want to look at this, right, I only have one path, and I need to get it somewhere, I mean, I have to get to my field. But here, in the case of the Yavam, which I'm going to explain to you in a second, it's possible, right, he can't say any definitive claim because he doesn't know, right, who his father is. So he can't say. The difference is that Mimanafshach, in the case of, right, the field, it for sure had to have been a path. Here, as we've already discussed, is a true suffix. What it has to do with Yibum is that a man died and then somebody was Miyabim him, right, was Miyabim his wife, and then. A child was born seven months later. That child is a true suffix. And therefore, really, he really has no claim to any Yerusha, right? And so that's the difference between a man who definitely had a path but lost it and a man who is uncertain of his lineage. Oh. However, yeah, I, and I, you can even flip it the other way. In other words, the two cases are dissimilar even in the other way. Because even according to the rabbis, who don't want to open the case, yeah, maybe only in the case of the field they don't want to open the case because Trump can tell the, the original owner of the middle field that I'm doing you a favor, right, because otherwise he doesn't have to sell anything. Right, he has a recourse. He could just resell it to the original owners and let him fight it out. And he doesn't want to get into that. There's nothing, there's no recourse the original owner could do once Trump does that. But here, it's impossible, right? In other words, they can't tell him, we don't have to give you, even if you're our brother. That's not true. In other words, there is, in the case of the brothers in the Yerusha, they can't tell him that you're not our brother, Right, there is a miman of shach in both directions. In other words, in the case of the field, there's a miman of shach because either way, he has to have a path. 
right? And in the case of the brothers, there's a mimon of shach because he has to be someone's child. And so you can't tell him, oh, you know what? You're lucky you're getting anything. That's not fair because he, <laughs> there is no scenario where he doesn't get nothing. Okay, so that is why the two cases are not comparable. All right, because in the case of the field, there is a scenario where he gets nothing. We just tell him, yeah, you get nothing, go away. Okay. Ah, that's a good question. Maybe the muster is that I have no voice, but I'm still trying to do it. I don't want to make it about me, but let's do, we have eight cases to do. Here we go. Case five. Suffolk v'yavam shabah lachlik v'nichsei saba. Oh, grandpa's involved. You ready? So the suffolk of whose child he is and then man B are going to b'cholik nichsei saba. Now the grandfather dies. So, so suffolk amar hai gavar bar misnahu. The suffolk is going to say like this. I'm the son of man A. Upalga didihu. And so I get what? Half of Zadie's estate. Right? Because man A and man B, they're only two brothers. And so I get half of Zadie's estate. Right? In other words, when they predeceased, uh, right, the, the, right, the, the father. So, and then Yavam Amar, at broi didiat. But man B says, what are you talking about? You're my son. You don't get anything yet. You don't get anything until I die. Right? And therefore, you don't get anything now. So, have a yabam vadai suffix suffix. The yabam is vadai. Why is he a vadai, Andrew? Because he's alive. And his father just died. So, he's a vadai. So, therefore, that's going to be a case of ve'ain suffix motzevim pnei vadai. That's going to be a case. It's a perfect case where the suffix child doesn't get anything. Because he, we, we don't know. He has a perfect state of suffix, of doubt. And therefore, he doesn't get anything. He has to wait until the mukhzak, which is man B, to die. But now let's make it more interesting. Case six. Now it's Safek Uvnei Yavam. Okay. So now both man A and man B died. And then grandpa died. Ah. Oh, so how do you split it up? So then Safek Amar, who governed by Misnahu? Safek says, <coughs> I'm the son of man A. Upagadi Dihu. And therefore I get. Uh, half of Zadie's estate. Uvne Yavar Amri Achunaat Umansa Islach Baladan. But you get your man, mana, your portion together with us. Okay, so what's going on here? Like this. Let's say it's like a trivial pursuit. Six pieces of pie. Okay, six pieces of pie. So, and let's say that there are now, two brothers of man B, two sons of man B, and one suffolk. So the two sons of man B say, we're going to split this two slices apiece, right? One third, one third, one third. The man of, and the suffolk says, no, I'm going to get three slices. I'm going to get three out of six. I'm going to get half. So this is the dispute. They're saying we're each getting a third. He's saying, I'm going to get a half, and you guys divide the other half. So you guys each are going to get a quarter. Okay. That's what he's saying. So what's so what do we say? So we say like this: Palga the shakli. The half of the estate that he concedes to them, they take. Tilsa the kamodu shakal, and the third that they concede to him, he takes. What's going on? Like this: They're claiming we each get a third. He's claiming I get a half, and you two get the other half. So it's a difference between. So he's getting the difference between a half and a third. Oh. So what do you do? What's the difference between a half and a third? Andrew, a sixth, right? That one-sixth is the difference between a half and a third. That sixth gets split in half. That's the yachloku, 
Right? That's what this means. It says, Palga the Kamonoli, Shakli, Tilta, Kamonoli, Shakal, Pashlu, Danka. You remain with a sixth in dispute. So you split that sixth. So what's going to end up happening is he's going to get a third plus another sixth. Um, right? Or two and a half pieces of a six piece pie. Okay. So now we're getting up to seven and eight. We're, we're splitting money. Uh, we're splitting estates here. What happened here? Now, Grandpa is still alive. Okay? And man B is still alive. But man A died, and the Suffolk child died. So, O Suffolk is Or, right, Grandpa and the Suffolk are still alive, but man B died. So, these cases, they sound, this is the case as Rashi explains, she ain't the Ben, obviously, right? But they have, this is, in that particular case, man B has no children. So now, you're going to think, oh, wow, now it really just got complicated. Let's bring out the, the puppets. Fact is, these cases are very, very simple because it's a zero-sum game, guys. It's just simply whose child is the suffix, right? Again, so the grandpa and the yavam are dividing the suffix. So it's straight up. Is, is the suffix yavam's or is he man A's child, right? Is he man B's or man A's? If he's man B, then he gets, man B gets everything. If he's grandpa's child, if he's man A's child, grandpa gets everything. And the, similarly in the second case, right, if Suffolk is man B's child, he gets everything. If Suffolk is man A's child, then Saba gets everything. That's why, yeah, those cases, even though they sound complicated, they're very straightforward. It's simply a straight up question of whose son is Suffolk. And since that is the one thing that we have already conceded is certainly a suffix, so then that's just yachloku. That is mamana mutu There is no muchzak because there is no indication of whose son he is. Fine. So now we're in the Mishnah, and I'm ches, and we say the following. Shomer shavam shenaflun v'chasim. What's going on here? Two sort of like superimposed ideas, which is, what is the status of the shomer shavam vis-a-vis uh, Yerusha, right? Vis-a-vis her rights. In other words, if you have a full-fledged Nesua, okay, a woman who dies, right, so, or let's say a woman, she stays alive and her husband dies, she's Yoresh, right, she gets a Ksuba. Uh, so what happens if she's not a full-fledged wife, but she's Shomeris Yavam? That's what it has to do with Yibum. She, is she already considered his wife with respect to inheritance? That's the question. So, Shomeris Yavam Shinaflun Nechassin. She's a Shemer Siavam, not a full-fledged wife yet, and she's inheriting property from who? From her father. Okay, so, that if she has the rights to make, to, to sell it, if she wants to, and Kayan means that, that that selling ability will stand, that transaction would stand. This is from Ksuvis, Very, very good. That's correct. How do you know that? This is a cut and paste from Ksubis. Uh, we have the same mission in Ksubis. Oh, you cheat all the time. <laughs> Ksubis Daf 80, there's a mission there that says that the following, whereas in the previous mission in Ksubis, there's a Machlokas Beit Shammai and Beit Sil. What's the Machlokas there? That's the case of Arusa. So fascinating. When she's in Arusa, we have a Machlokas, um, and they say, and, and there's a uh, about whether she has the rights to this, to what she inherits from her father. But in a case of Shomeris Yabam, she certainly inherits her father still. 
which means actually she has less of a zika to the husband. Mesa. But what if she died while she's still a Shemer Shavim? Does she get a Ksuba? Okay, again, obviously, she's, so who gets it? And, you know, those, but those, those properties that usually enter and leave with her. So, right, so you have to divide it. Again, Bechama is going to say she's in a state of limbo, for reals. And therefore, there's the Yoshea Baal, as if she was married to him, even though she was just a Shemeres Yabam. And then there's Yoshea Av, right, as if she was not married at all. Because after all, if a woman dies single, right, so then her father's estate gets it, right? But if a woman dies married, her husband's estate gets it. Well, she's neither single nor married. She's a Shemeres Yabam. Didn't get married yet. But already has a zika, so it's chalkun. That's what Bechame says. However, Bezil Omrim, Nechaskin Bechaskasan. Yeah, everybody keeps whatever they already have. This is a muchzak, an emotsi avera, a emotsi, right? Mechavera, alavaraya. So who's holding what? So you split it. The ksuba, Bechaskasi Yoshebal. The ksuba is something that the husband pays, the, right? The, the, the wife's estate, right? In, in the event, right, of, of death or divorce. So that money is in his hands, and therefore he holds on to it. And the chazim and the chnasim biyotzinim abcheskas yosheav, and whatever she came into the marriage with, right, that goes back to her father's house. And so therefore, it's a fascinating idea, right? Bechamai says everything is in limbo, and therefore split it. Basil says everything's in limbo, therefore bring it back to the muchzak, right, to whoever originally owned it. So okay, that's if she's a shemeres yavam. What if chnasa? What if he married the Yavam already? So then, Harehi ke Ishto Yeah, what do you mean? Knasa is Ishto, that's Nisuin. And therefore, she's gonna get, right, everything. It's gonna be like a married woman. Everything's gonna go to the husband's estate. Yeah. Uh, but after all, the Ksuba, of course, is gonna go on the estate of her first husband, because after all, right, the Yavam is only filling in for the first husband. Don't forget, she's a Yavama. Which means, by definition, there was a first husband. That is where the ksuba is going to go because the yavam is is the, is the filler in guy. So that is a fascinating. That's a very fascinating detail in yavamos that the ksuba goes that you're you're fulfilling right, the, taking the place of the first of the first brother, even with respect to ksuba. Fine, says the gemara. Mashna reisha de lo pligi. Mashna safe of the pligi. Right when we said, what's the difference in the first part of Mishnah? Where Beishamai don't argue with Beishelel, and they say that she can fully possess it, and the safe over here, in this latter part, they agree. So, I mean, what, when, when she, so, what do you mean, what, Maishna? <laughs> the difference is, in the first one, she's still in Arusa, and the second one, she's in Asua. That's what Ula says. Amar Ula. Reisha the Nafluxi Arusa. Shomeris Yavam, right? Beseifa the Nafluxi Nasua. Shomeris Yavam has the status of an Arusa, where we know there's a Machlokes, already in Ksubis, and, the, once she's, he's machnes her, then she's like an asua. So we know that her status there too. Because of her ula, zika sarusa, ose suffolk arusa. Right? That, as we turn to Lam Chesan base, vizika nasua, ose suffolk nasua. And ula holds that a zika is a suffolk. <coughs> so that's the issue. In other words, right? An arusa is a full arusa. An asua is a real arusa, a real nasua. But a zika, a yavama is just a zika, as we've saying the word zika a thousand times. The zika is a suffix. 
Are you full-fledged or not? Or how does that matter? So let's, the Gemara elaborates. Zika, Sarusa, Sasafa, Karusa. How so? If you held that a Shomeris Yabam in that state is the status of a Vada Yarusa, then Modim Basil Shomacheris from a Tennis Vikayan. Because uh, it was a question mark. Would Basil agree that she could sell it or give it away? In other words, that's Ksubis Ein Ches, right? That's Nan, we already said in Ksubis Ein Ches, Nafalun Nechosimishin is Arsa, that when she gets property that she inherits from her father's house, Right after a regular heiress having nothing to do with Yibum, this is in Ksupas, Bechamai Omim Timkar, Bechamai says she could still sell it because she still has a status of Arusa. Bechamai Omim Lo Timkar, Bechamai she can't sell that. But they both agree that her sale would be good. Oh. So we see, everybody agreed that she, if she sells it, she has that rights because she's a full-fledged Arusa. So we see that Bechamai is not going to allow definite Arusa to do it lechatchila, however, right? Basil says lo timkar, okay? So, again, Basil is going to say lo timkar in, in that case, fine. It, however, in our Mishnah, we said that the Shemeris Yabam, Basil says mocheres vinotenes, right? So, he sounds like in our Mishnah, like he says lechatchila, that she could sell it. So, it sounds like a Shemeris Yabam does not have the status of, a, of an Arusa. So, Arusa So, it has to be that when you compare our Mishnah to the Mishnah in Ein Ches and Ksubas, it, you could see that Beis Hillel, when you look at Shitas Beis Hillel, once a woman is an Arusa, right, he's not going to let her sell Lechachila. Because again, she is beholden to her Baal. But when she's a Shomeris Yabam, Beis Hillel is going to say, that she can actually sell with impunity whatever comes to her because she's not yet, she's a suffake and not yet completely beholden to her Baal. Oh. That's with respect to Erison. How do we know within Shita's Ula that, uh, uh, that a woman who's Shomeris Nisuin actually is a suffake Nisua as follows. Zikas Nisua also suffake Nisua. How so? If she's a Vada Nisua, the Bechamai in our Mishnah says, that it's a case of Yachloku. Wait a minute, Yachloku? What's the suffix here? That's none. Again, going back to the continuation of the Mishnah, Ksuba Sain Ches, Naflu Nechasim Mishin Niseis, that Mishnah says that once she's in Nesua, Eilu Ve'elu Modim Shim Machor Venasno Shabal Moisim Yadal Kuchos. Yeah, she's a full fledged Nesua. Guess what? If she sells it as a full fledged Nesua in Ksubis, the husband's going to show up to whoever bought it and say, yeah, give it back. She had no rights to sell you that. She was already fully my wife. She was my Nesua. Huh. And in our Mishnah, Bechame says, Yachloku. Oh, wait a minute. That you get to split it? No, no, no. So from that, Ula sees that the Zika of Arison from Shitas Beis Hillel that he says it's a suffix is not exactly Arison. A Shomeris Yavam is not exactly Arison. It's a step below in terms of, right, the intensity of the connection to the Baal. And the Zika Sasun is also a step below in terms of intensity of connection to the Baal, as we see reflected in Shitas Beit Shammai, uh, in our Mishnah relative to the Mishnah in Ein Ches. Perfect. However, Rabba tears down this house of cards. Amalei Rabba. Yeah, guess what? If your, interpre- if your interpretation is correct, Ula, 
then why are you arguing in the Seifa about post-death distribution of her, why, why is the mission talking about where does the money go after she dies? That argument would apply equally, it would apply to equally to when she's alive. In other words, the case in Ksubis, she's not dead. If the whole question is how strong is her zika to the Baal, and the whole issue is whether she is fully connected and has rights to sell these nechassim or not, so then why are we talking about when she died? That's applicable even when she's alive. Alama Rabbah, Sarabba interprets the ratio of the Sefer differently as follows. Wow. They were talking about this, that both Set both parts of the Mishnah are talking about when she was a Nesua. Okay. She was a Shemeris Yabam when she was already a Nesua. The Zika's Nesua also Suffolk Nesua. And we'll, we'll still agree with Ula that Zika's Nesua is a Suffolk Nesua. Reisha de Kaima. However, in the Reisha, she's still alive. And Abala e Vadai Inu Suffolk. In that case, she's the one with the Vadai, right? Because she's still alive. And the money's in her possession, right? And the husband's Yorshim, right? In other words, the Yavam's Yorshim are considered a Suffolk. And therefore, ain't Suffolk Motsev Nevadai. Right? And that's why we say that, that, that if she moves it, we're not going to remove the money, right? Because ain't Suffolk Yosef Nevadai. However, Seifa, and the Seifa, she's dead. Once she dies, Halalu Bain Lirish, Halalu Bain Lirish. Then it's just a question of Yorshim, and there is no Muchzak. This is what we had in our very. Uh, first case, we just had eight cases. So we said the difference between case two and case one in our eight cases was there's a difference between Yorshim coming and the actual person coming to claim. Because when the actual person comes to claim, right, so then they actually are alive and their money's in their hands. That falls into the concept of Ain Suffolk, the Yosem Ipnei Badai. The burden of proof is on whoever wants to take your money. But if it's just everybody sitting around in a conference room and, and the people who own the money are dead, and now we're just trying to sort out who it belongs to, so the, it's a mama namutal besafik, right? There is no muchzag. That is where you see a true safik, and therefore in a true safik, the din is yachloku. That's when you split the money. Now, that's Rabba's res- resolution, but the Gemara is going to challenge it like this. Four lines up from the lines get wide. Are they chamai ain safik badai? Wow, a fundamental question. Does Beit Shammai hold of Ain Suffolk Yotzim Bnei Badai? Vatanan, we have a Mishnah in Babasra. Nafal Abayis, Alav Al Aviv. Tragic case, house falls on the father and son. Alav Al Morishav, or whatever, on one of the inheritors. Vayuolav Ksubas Isho Valchov. Well, guess what? There was a Ksuba, right? They're outstanding, and also a creditor, okay? Yorshe Av Omrim, so the father's heirs, right? The father's brothers are going to say, Habain Right. In other words, they don't want, they, again, if the son, if the father died first, the son was Yorishim, and anybody who's related to the son gets, his, gets the money. If the son died first, then everybody who's related to the father gets the money. So everybody's arguing about who died first, but we don't know. So, Ubalchov Omer, so the Balchov, he's the creditor. He says, Av Meisrishon, because he had, he had money that the son owed him, so he wants what? The son died penniless, but he got a big Yerusha, 
it simultaneously. So he says, no, the father died first, the son was Yorishim, then the son died, but guess what? I get that money. That's a true suffix. Basil says, no, everybody keeps the money. And it's amazing, right? Because the Yorishim Av certainly are Yorishim Av, they're alive. And the Balchov, the creditor, he's a suffix because he doesn't know who died first. And still Beit Shammai says Yechloku. Sounds like Beit Shammai doesn't hold of ain't suffix motse mipnei vadai. So we're four lines down in the wide and we will continue with that tomorrow. Everybody have a chakash v'sameach.